Welcome to The Playbook, a podcast produced by the Harvard Undergraduate Sports Lab and hosted by me, Thomas Tate. On this show, we will take an in-depth look at all parts of sports business, from inspiring student-athletes to groundbreaking executives, bringing high-level conversations to an audience at Harvard and beyond. Careers in sports can sometimes feel like a black box, a black box that this podcast intends to shatter. Our conversations will give you the inspiration needed to pursue your dreams with intention and tenacity, and our first episode will do just that. This episode is an interview of Meredith Kent, a student athlete at Harvard and founder of Sola Sports Nutrition, a pre-workout startup based entirely around natural ingredients that provides tangible benefits to athletic performance. Her story is one of perseverance and overcoming fear to take advantage of all the resources at your fingertips and accomplish your dreams. The episode was originally recorded back in September of last year, but the information remains the same. Learn from failure, push past your fear, and anything is possible. Now, enjoy the episode. You are a undergraduate um, at Harvard who has is also a student athlete, and on top of all the all of that, one of the hardest workloads in any college across the country as a D1 student athlete, you thought I need to do more stuff and decided I'm going to start my own pre-workout company. So what was the impetus for this? What was the story behind deciding, let me do a third insane thing while I'm still in school? Yeah, totally. So this whole thing started long before I ever thought I was going to get into Harvard. Um, so when I was a junior in high school, um, you know, I was just on the club rowing team and trying to figure out if I want to get recruited, if, you know, I've, if I could get recruited, um, you know, I, I struggled with my 2K time, which just for rowing terminology, um, the 2000 meter erg test is pretty much the main one that all the coaches are looking at. Right. So, um, you know, I kind of struggled getting a fast 2K time and I, I kind of looked at every different way to, you know, add in more meters during the day or, or whatever, you know, have a better diet or something. And I started looking into um, other performance products, just like like pre-workouts and, and stuff like that. That's kind of already on the market. Um, but, you know, my mom is a pediatrician, super strict about diet. And, you know, I'm also super passionate about nutrition. And, you know, we have a family history of heart disease and diabetes and cancer. Um, and, you know, the, some of these pre-workouts, if you've seen them, are really crazy. And I, you know, I, I wanted to get faster and, and I wanted to take something that, you know, I knew was going to be good for my long-term health and also actually did make me faster. Um, and, you know, there are some like natural electrolyte mixes or, you know, natural quote unquote pre-workouts. And honestly, they don't work um, from, from what I've, you know, used in the past. And, you know, my, my mom and I kind of started doing a bunch of research and, you know, she gets stuff through like the AMA and, you know, we just kind of tried testing all these different naturally occurring substances and came up with this product. And, you know, I, I started using it, um, every day before practice and notice in, you know, less than two months, I had dropped my 2k time by four splits, uh, which again, terminology is basically like the time it takes you a split is the time it takes you to do 500 meters. So four splits is pretty substantial. Um, long story short, that was the 2K time that got me into Harvard, um, which was crazy. 
Um, and, you know, I, I think overall, I, I just, I know the product works and, um, I guess, you know, when I got into college, it was during COVID and never really thought of, you know, taking this thing that I was just using normally and actually, you know, running with it and creating a company. But, you know, I think what I've learned at Harvard, there's so many resources and, you know, I was so fortunate to be introduced to the, like the Harvard iLab, which is fantastic. And yeah, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm super passionate about, you know, spreading the message to other athletes that there are, you know, natural products out there that do make you a better athlete. Um, and that, you know, that's kind of what we're all about. Yeah, that's great. So before we then get into a little bit more of like what makes uh, your blend of pre-workout different and kind of like the iLabs role and kind of helping you out with all this and accessing those resources, okay. I want to touch on the fact that you lowered your your 2K time by four splits, which is ridiculous. So you guys have conducted studies of uh, individuals using your blend. Have those results then been replicated across other athletes in other sports? Or have you guys focused mainly on rowers? Totally. So we actually just got approved by the athletic department a few days ago to start marketing essentially the product to other teams. Um, and you know, the, the first study we did was with rowers because frankly, I, you know, I know rowing the best and know how I can measure performance and kind of how to put in certain control factors. So th the first one we did was last winter. Um, it was during our erg season and I had five athletes, I had three women and three men on the heavyweight teams. And, uh, you know, they were super brave and, taking on this, this product that, you know, I've made in my dorm room and, you know, asked my roommates, it's like a breaking bad situation. It's like That's kind great. of terrifying. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy, but you know, they started doing this, um, almost every day. I think like in, in some of the results, the typical supplementation was four to five or six, to seven days a week. Some did it every day, but most of them had pretty consistent supplementation. And, you know, they found after a week, they had in, like huge increase in energy and focus, especially during the erg sessions. Um, and, you know, during the winter, we're just sitting on a screen, you know, in front of us on the erg and, you know, watching time go by slowly for 90 minutes and it's terrible. Um, but, you know, they said, you know, overall recovery was a lot better. And even after a week, um, we also compared some of their erg tests before supplementation um, and the same test after. Um, so luckily, but unluckily for, you know, the athletes, we did a lot of work tests, but luckily for me, um, you know, I was able to use that data super effectively and pretty much across the board, we saw all personal records on these erg tests, which was great. And just overall increased energy and, and endurance, which is great. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, that's great. you know, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I think like, you know, especially in rowing, and I know other sports do it where, you know, kids are using caffeine pills before a run test or something. And, you know, they're ripping three Celsiuses. It's just, it's so bad. Um, and, you know, especially these high level athletes, you know, we're training multiple times a day. Um, you know, if you're doing this consistently before every training session, you know, it's not good for your overall health. And, you know, it's, it is harder to see as a young person, what you're doing to your body now and how it's going to affect you in the long run. But 
And I mean, my mom as a, as a doctor, sees it all the time in her patients um, and stresses it to me very yeah. frequently. So yeah. that's, that's, you know, kind of everyone to take a step back and really think about that. And, you know, know that like, you're not using, you know, gold standard pre-workout or whatever before your session and, you know, whatever your, you know, your performance is going to tank, you know, again, like you can use natural substances, get faster and, you know, get better at your sport overall and, you know, be healthy, which is, which is great. Right. So going off of that, then um, you mentioned people, you know, ripping Celsius is caffeine pills. Um, so a lot of other pre-workouts are attempting to just maximize caffeine intake and sugar intake right at the mm-hmm. start. And it just leads to horrific crashes uh, later on. And it just creates this vicious cycle of people, especially student athletes, not getting enough sleep, ripping energy drinks before they go to the gym, before they're working out, before they're training. Then they crash and then they have to take more caffeine. And it's just an awful yeah. cycle. Um, it's terrible. So so how is your approach different? How is your blend um, from what you can, you know, share, how is that different, um, than these other, these big brands? Yeah, of course. Um, and you know, just to put it out there, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor, you know, all I can share is the research that I've done and the experiences I've had. So, and I know everyone has their, you know, gung ho feelings about X, Y, and Z products. Um, you know, I think, caffeine, um, it, it essentially like tricks your brain into thinking you're not tired. Right. So, um, it's, it's not solving the root of the problem, right? Like it's, it's like if a doctor is prescribing you Tylenol for a recurring migraine. Okay. So your head feels better, but you're not really getting at the root issue. Right. So I think our approach is different because, you know, we don't use any stimulants and, it's also great for NCAA athletes because, you know, it doesn't show up in a drug test and it's, it's legal and it's awesome. Um, but I think what we're trying to do is, is solve the root problem of like, you know, athletes that are you know tired and, you know, all these different minerals and other naturally occurring substances, your body um, and your cells are just being destroyed from, you know, using your body so aggressively during the day, during the week, for, you know, months, years, it's crazy. Um, so, you know, we're basically trying to hit the root problem and increase energy, increase endurance, just basically supplementing a lot of the naturally occurring things in your body, um, you know, making them more bioavailable um, so that you can be more efficient um, and, you know, endure this like pattern of intense training for a lot of years. And, you know, I mean, Harvard is great athletically. I mean, we have kids that go to the NHL to the MLB and go to the Olympics. Right. I mean, we have really high level athletes. Um, and, and, you know, I think like going kind of going at it from a different angle is what I actually kind of see in just in general health and in general is, is what people are trying to get at. Right. Like, you know, all these other natural products that are out there, you, you know, you go to Whole Foods every, every other week and you'll see a million new products, right? Like it, there is this health trend and, you know, I think athletes need to get on it. Um, so that, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how our, we're approaching it. And again, you know, the pre-workout is just one of many products that we hope to kind of quote unquote fix um, for, for athletes. 
with all that, then you're, you, you've tested it, you're working with the iLabs, which we'll get more into in a minute. Um, where are you before you can start, you know, putting this on the market, um, you know, selling this for, you know, use for non-student athletes, for individuals who just, you know, are passionate about going to the gym and just want to, you know, just take their health seriously as well. Where are you guys in that process? Yeah. So we're getting there, which is really exciting. Um, we just became incorporated like two days ago. Um, I got the email at like midnight. Well, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so super exciting. You know, I think a big step for us was, you know, talking to Harvard Athletics and getting the AOK, like, you know, NCAA is not going to get us in trouble, whatever. Um, and, you know, I've, you know, talked to a lot of teams are excited about it. And I think that's, that's our first approach, but um, we're building a website right now um, and working with a manufacturer. Um, and I think in terms of where we're at and getting samples um, and their 10 to 12 week timeline, essentially, I think we would, we're shooting to have it on the market for everyone next semester, which would be awesome. Um, you know, again, as you said, I mean, I'm also trying to like do schoolwork and other things. You're right. So it's, it's a process, but we're, we're getting there. And, and even in the last month, um, you know, we've, we've accelerated so aggressively, which is great. So that's awesome. So then what role has the iLabs played in all of this? Are they, I I'm not too familiar and wanted to leave it open uh, for this conversation yeah. about, you know, that process of coming to them with an idea and then how do they assist you along, you know, from conception to, uh, eventual, uh, open market sales? Yeah, totally. So um, the way it's it's kind of gone for me, um, when, I, when I first started, um, I'm pretty sure my sophomore years, my sophomore fall was the first time I was in the iLab. Um, and I honestly, at the time, didn't really know what I wanted to do, if, if I wanted to run with this, if I wanted to just meet other entrepreneurs. But essentially, it's, you know, a startup incubation center, uh, but no one takes any equity everyone is just there to help and and there to learn from each other. And, you know, the, the space in general, I strongly encourage anyone who has any interest in entrepreneurship just to walk through the front doors of the iLab. Um, you know, you'll go in, you'll see a huge board of what everyone's working on. If, if they're looking for help anywhere, you know, if they want an intern, any student help, you know, you, you meet people from HBS, from the Kennedy School, from um, the med school, like all over the place. It's just an insane network of people. Um, and I, I kind of started to tap into it towards the end of last year. Um, and I wish I would have sooner, but, you know, I guess better late than ever. Um, so, you know, I've, I've just met amazing mentors. Um, I, I just spoke the other day with a woman um, who was in charge of marketing at, at Nike for 10 years and, oh. you know, helped design you know, just insane lines. And, yeah. and she just, you know, spent an hour with me and, you know, walked me through how to, you know, look at logos, how to look at names of companies and, and how to, how to think about everything holistically. I mean, I have no idea. I'm, I'm an econ major. I'm not artistic and whatever, but it, it's people like her and just anywhere in between, you know, they have lawyers and just everything all at your fingertips all to help you. And, and more often than not, all these people, after you meet with them, they give you their number, their email, and they beg you to reach out to them at any time. And it's, it's been an amazing experience. And, you know, 
you, you really are there to learn and kind of take things at your own pace, which I've found to be just an incredible experience. That's great. Um, so then, you know, obviously being at Harvard has those kinds of amazing benefits, like the iLabs, like those resources, um, not just at the college, but at HBS and the law school and the med school and Kennedy school and everywhere. Um, but as you, you know, kind of touched on, you're also a student. Um, and as I alluded to at the the front, you're, you're a student, you're a student athlete. Um, you're the founder of a, of a company. Um, so you're, I, I, I kind of perceive it as living this kind of like dual life between, you know, student athlete, and then also, uh, you know, entrepreneur and, um, you know, running a company. Um, so what kind of struggles has that dual life created for you? Have there been any maybe benefits that you weren't expecting? Um, yeah, if you could touch on that. Yeah, totally. You know, I think if you asked me this question last year, it'd be a very different response. Um, I think very recently I've learned, you know, being a senior and knowing that I'm out in a year is that I'm just so incredibly grateful for all the opportunities I have. And, you know, I used to wake up when I was a sophomore for 6 a.m. practice and the sun wasn't up and, you know, my roommate and I were screaming and like not wanting to go to practice and whatever. And, you know, I think now I'm probably three or four times as busy as I was when I was a sophomore. And I'm just so grateful to have all these experiences to be able to row in the Charles, you know, I'm sure there's a million other people that would love to be in my position and, you know, have the ability to have all these resources. You know, I'm from, middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. Uh, I never thought I would be here. Um, and as busy as I am, I, I find it super exciting. And, um, I, I feel like I'm not someone really who compartmentalizes, but kind of integrates everything I'm doing and every aspect of my life. And, you know, my, my teammates are super supportive of me and, you know, they want to try the product and, you know, want to hear how it's going and, um, you know, and in, in class, yes, I'm probably not really taking a bunch of notes and probably working on my website or, you know, working on my patent or something. Right. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of how it goes, but of course. I, I think that has the thing that has kept me going. Um, and, and just realizing that this amount of work is, you know, it's a gift and, you know, I'm sure as I, as I said, and like so many people would love to be able to do what I'm doing. So I'm just very grateful and, and very excited to see what I'm able to do in my last, however many months that I have here. So then, you know, think back to sophomore year, you, um, you're about to go to the iLabs, but you're still maybe a little unsure. You don't know if you want to take that leap of faith to really like put yourself out there and, you know, take it, take the product seriously um, and moving through those stages of development. What advice would you give to sophomore year you to other undergraduates at Harvard or elsewhere um, that are contemplating? They think they have a great idea and they're just right on the edge of going and pursuing that dream. It's a great question. You know, I think the hardest thing for me was the fear of failure, um, which I'm sure everybody you know, experiences, especially at Harvard and, you know, the expectations of, you know, having perfect grades, having perfect this and that. Um, I definitely was nervous to, you know, make it and have people try it. Um, when I first, you know, did the study with the rowers, I was 
terrified at how they were going to take it. And the first batch, oh my gosh, it tastes so bad. It was so bad. And the, I honestly, I, the, the athletes that were taking it, I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. And you know, it, it made me feel awful, but it also pumped me up and I'm like, okay, you know what? I am going to make it better. I like, I I'm going to make their experience better. And I had realized kind of in that moment that, you know, this delay that I had and, you know, I was so scared to fail and so scared of what people were going to think. And at the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Like if, if it's something you're passionate about, it, the fear is going to go away. Um, and I'm, I really, I'm not afraid anymore to just, you know, put it all out there. And if, if people want it awesome, if they don't, you know, maybe they, they're not the target customer, you know, I'm learning something about how I can make it better. Um, and I, I think learning that, I mean, you know, it, it took time, it took maturity. And I, I think to anybody that has an idea, again, if you're at Harvard or any other school in college, you have probably the most amount of resources and time and, you know, different people to give you advice and feedback, you know, at your fingertips, take advantage of it. Um, and, and even if you fail, you're going to learn so much along the way. Um, and, you know, going on interviews and whatever, people love talking about that. You know, they love hearing about where you failed and, and where you bounced back from that and, and what you learned along the way. I think no matter what, you're, it, it's going to be an amazing experience, no, no matter how you approach it. If, if you, you know, make billions of dollars, if you don't, um, I, I think, and, and that's even kind of how I'm feeling. And, you know, again, I only have a year left and if it works awesome, if not, I'm also, you know, enjoying what I'm doing every day. Um, and just, you know, see what I can do. Yeah. So then looking ahead to after the end of this year, what's the, what does success look like for you? Um, end of next semester products, hopefully launched by then you're graduating what does what does success of this look like to you? Totally. I mean, I think about this every single day. Um, you know, last summer I worked in investment banking and, you know, everyone knows the deal with that. You know, I mean, it's definitely a, a great starting job. Um, I mean, I, I'm super interested in finance. It's probably not my passion. Um, you know, I think in terms of success, you know, launching the product at the end of the year would be awesome. Um, you know, meeting with maybe CrossFit gyms in Boston and, and other colleges and, um, you know, getting it out there. And if, if people are interested and they want it and, you know, I, I get a couple of schools to sign it on and um, I get traction on the website, you know, even set up, um, you know, a site on Amazon or something like that. I think, you know, that would be a step for me to where I might rethink going back to, to investment banking. Um, you know, I mean, this is my passion. This is kind of how I've been operating for the past like five, six years of my life. And I love sports. I, I love nutrition and I would love to stay in the field and, and be able to just work, you know, in the startup, but, you know, whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. And I'm, you know, not too worried about it. If, if it works awesome, if not, there's, there's a lot of other things out there. So that is all the questions I have for you. Um, 
super excited to see what the next you know year and forever holds uh yeah. for you and your startup um just another example of an excellent uh story of someone us- utilizing the resources at this university and institution um to you know, follow their passions um and come out the other side right there meredith thank you so much for coming on really appreciate it yeah thank you so much for having me appreciate it That was episode one of The Playbook, hosted by me, Thomas Tate, and produced by the Harvard Undergraduate Sports Lab. You can find more from Meredith and Solus Sports Nutrition on Instagram at Solus Nutrition LLC. That's S-O-L-I-S Nutrition LLC. Support for the show comes from Hustle Leadership, including founder and president Ty Tatum, co-vice president Cooper Nahr. All social media content and design was produced by the director of marketing and digital content, Dylan Goodman. And our intro music was written and produced by George Rogi. Stay tuned for our next episode, an interview with Javier Gutierrez of the Arizona Coyotes. Thank you for listening.